0: Artificial intelligence is very, very real, and it's shaking up the banking world like nothing else that has come before it. Yet many questions remain. In terms of the chatbot world, for example, how best to utilize the ability of machines to now learn, take that learning, and maximize customer experience. What's it all mean, and where is it headed? To find out, this week we'll be talking with Ruth Polichek, the co-founder and CEO of FinCheck. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the Managing Editor at BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And before we get to this week's guest, a word from one of our sponsors. Looking to grow your business? Harlan Clark has served financial institutions for 140 years. For marketing programs and checks to research and analytics, Harlan Clark has a singular goal, helping you grow. Learn more at harlanclark.com. And don't forget, time is running out to register for BAI Beacon. That takes place October 4th and 5th in Atlanta. To learn more about the Fast-Paced Financial Services Conference, visit BAI.org slash BAI Beacon. And today on the show, coming in from San Francisco, we have Ruth Polichek. Ruth is the CEO and co-founder of Fincheck. FinCheck built Rapid CFO, an artificially intelligent financial assistant designed to eliminate financial bureaucratic tasks for companies and individuals. We should also mention that Ruth is going to be a highlight speaker at BAI Beacon on October 4th. She'll be participating in two presentations, Leveraging Artificial Intelligence for Efficiencies in Payments and Personalizing Products and Marketing. AI and chatbots, anyone? And Ruth, great to have you on the program today.
1: Thank you for having me. Great to be here.
0: I'd like to start out by helping us get a grasp on where artificial intelligence is today. In particular, where are the growth points that are hitting financial services where there is the greatest need?
1: Absolutely. Artificial intelligence is basically using machine learning to solve problems that we see today. And the advancements in the past few years in these technologies enable us to take large corpuses of data and make more sense of them, and so forth. And it's sci-fi, imagination, things you think of, but definitely what will take us on the way there. It's definitely the steps that we have to go through. And there are a lot of various applications in finance.
0: Just in the last five years, artificial intelligence has changed so much. There are many, many exciting things happening. What, in your view, have been some of the greatest quantum leaps forward?
1: Some advancements in deep learning that are more recent enable us to actually train and get better algorithms that are created by machines. So way more advanced applications in various fields in FinTech. So whether it's in cybersecurity for financial companies, could be for e-commerce, it could be for financial institutions, predictions, and of course, and this is something that touching on ourselves is understanding financial data in order to make sense of it and actually perform tasks that today actually are done by humans.
0: And to that end, you've done some pretty exciting work at Rapid CFO. Tell us a little bit about what you've learned in that area.
1: So, one of the most important things that we've learned is that sometimes when you look at these solutions, they're very gimmicky, meaning they sound and look very sexy because you can actually have a bot give you information about your finances. But down the line, we believe in solving a real problem. People are very annoyed by tedious chores that are related to their finances, just the sheer amount of annoyance, and then you don't even get to the next step, which is decision-making. I spoke with someone, actually in one of the large financial institutions, that's developing a solution for consumers to help them, but literally (laughs) mentioned that they couldn't look at it on their own accounts, because for us, it's very scary. There's a psychological barrier when we take care of our finances. And just the fact that we have to go through bureaucratic chores makes it even harder to then go ahead and make sound decisions. And that's where we believe we have our strength and value. So some of these things that we're doing can actually be replaced by AI, both the categorization and identifying what is related to what, and also understanding financial documents and making sense of them. So you can actually make sense of data today that in the past was not necessarily that straightforward and also today you have ability to access data which then in turn trains the models and makes it even easier for the machine to improve its performance.
0: It sounds like on the one end of the spectrum we have bots that sing and dance and do nice little human tricks or Mm -hmm. (laughs) quasi-human tricks and then On the other end of the spectrum, we have these bots that are very useful in the decision-making process and actually take away some labor and even a layer of fear.
1: Absolutely. We feel like that's where the value lies in helping users and companies advance themselves. At the end of the day, AI, even though it's very sexy when you look at bots and so forth, AI is actually machine learning. So when you're training models that start building the algorithms on their own and becoming better and better at it, they can get to way better algorithms than the best humans can get to. So that's where the value lies and where you provide it to users and the companies.
0: When we look at AI, there is this arbitrary division that we hear about a lot where fintechs and financial institutions are competing against each other and clawing at each other. That is, isn't really the case anymore and i'm wondering where you have seen firsthand the potential for collaboration
1: absolutely there's a fine line because there are many potential collaborations but on the other hand sometimes the interests are not necessarily aligned just because sometimes financial institutions they are based on things that have worked for them for many many years so a company that's a financial institution is extremely risk averse whereas a startup can close tomorrow and therefore is willing to do more things and move faster and therefore when they work together there's an incredible growth opportunities for both sides but it really has to be a case-to-case basis because some companies some fintech companies are better off now working with financial institutions and some financial institutions are better off now working with some fintech so it's really applications and even like when you look at security it's very laser focused and whereas fintech i mean there's Capital markets, there's payments. You have to understand sometimes when we say, for instance, machine learning, we're talking about the underlying technology. Whereas financial institutions, there's a consumer bank, there's a corporate bank, there's investment banking. And some of these things are so unrelated to one another that there's no cookie cutter solution for every company.
0: Not only is there no cookie cutter solution out there, it seems also that a bank is used to operating as a bank. Whereas an entrepreneur looks at the situation and says, where is a pain point within this world and how can we solve it? To what extent do you see game changers for fintech? Are they here? And how might artificial intelligence enter the picture?
1: I really appreciate this question. I think some people err and think that because there's so much hype right now on fintech that we're far along into the advancements here. And I couldn't disagree more because we are still banking in the same way we have over the past few decades. And people changing behavior is hard, as well as changing behavior of financial institutions that are extremely risk-averse. So that's part of the reason that I'm extremely bullish on fintech companies. I think they will be definitely the ones to make the substantial changes in the future, which is, by the way, part of the reason I've decided to join them, but we haven't seen yet a game changer. That's what I believe. I mean, there are large companies and maybe possibly we could look at PayPal as one of those, but even other companies such as Venmo or Lending Club and even Square, I mean, they're making a large dent, but still it's very, very small compared to the magnitude of the financial markets and financial industry We haven't even scratched the surface of what will happen. And If you look at solutions such as Facebook, which has over 2 billion users, that will take over. And I believe there are two possible game changers. One is blockchain, which is out of this scope. But I honestly, truly believe cryptocurrencies will change the way we deal with our finances. And the second one is AI, which today people are literally afraid. I mentioned this at the beginning to deal with their finances because of the knowledge barrier. Knowledge is everything and finances are personal. 10 years ago, when I first joined Facebook, I was like, no way, my picture online and so forth. And today they don't think twice about it. It's not as if they're gonna share their financial data, but they will be able to share it with an AI. And then the second part is once their finances are taken care of, so to speak, and ask the AI what is their best, way of moving forward and what are things that they should be doing and so forth and then they are ready for decision making and not back in whoa whoa i don't know what should i do some people who are concerned about their retirement because they focus their lives on their career but still all the finances are there and have to happen and you have to do a good job in them so all these operational finances once they are taken care of using ai will move Anyone, everyone, the economy and people's financial health and happiness.
0: Happiness really is one of those soft areas for financial institutions, yet to step back as a customer, and at the end of the day, right, we're all customers, it couldn't be more critical. Assuming that many fintechs are getting at that happiness issue, making customers satisfied, what would you tell them in terms of how to proceed, what to go after, what kind of breakthroughs to make?
1: Just this past week, two different financial institutions have asked us how can we improve the lives of our customers? The same goes for FinTech entrepreneurs. They are focusing on that. What I would recommend for FinTech entrepreneurs is finding a real problem that is extremely painful But because they're so complicated, like what we're doing with expense management, they feel like, oh, no, they don't want to deal with it. So the more complicated it is, the better off you are. And working with financial institutions takes way longer than you would expect. Just the pace that they're moving and the way decision making is done. If you're building your business in a way that you have to have financial institutions involved that's not necessarily sustainable. And I truly believe that the game changer will come from fintech entrepreneurs. So finding a problem, a real problem, of course, if you understand it yourself, it's better. But something that could really help improve lives of people and do it directly, I think it's invaluable.
0: Fantastic. Speaking of invaluable, what great insights you've shared with us today. It's a real privilege. Ruth, thank you so much for making time to be with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Ruth Polichek is the CEO and co-founder of FinCheck. And be sure to look for Ruth on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, Real value lies in helping users and consumers advance themselves. Keep in mind that consumers have a multi-layered psychological barrier when it comes to finances. First, they don't like addressing the topic in general. Second, bureaucratic chores tend to make them apprehensive. A great goal for fintechs is to take away those bureaucratic chores and remove that fear barrier. Save the sexy bots for later. Number two matching up the right fintech and the right financial institution can be challenging financial institutions tend to be extremely risk averse and fintechs may stress speed over all else look for the place where synergy and speed make the most sense and number three the game changer in the fintech world is still to come Companies such as PayPal, Venmo and Square have just scratched the surface and companies with huge user bases, think of Facebook with its 2 billion users, have just started to consider their fintech options. Pay attention to new platforms such as blockchain as they reach critical mass. The future is exciting and it's almost here. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Do you strive to continuously deliver exceptional customer experiences yet struggle with accelerating technology demands? Then you need a partner that helps you adapt as fast as your customers' expectations. For more than 30 years, Pegasystems has been helping banks build for change to ensure consistent, personalized, and relevant interactions. Pega delivers real CRM with real automation, real intelligence, and real results. Visit pega.com to find out more. Now, there is another side to artificial intelligence and finance the earning potential. Leave it to a billionaire to predict that AI will produce the world's first trillionaire. Mark Cuban, the Shark Tank star and Dallas Mavericks owner, who's worth a mere $3.3 billion, made the trillionaire prediction at March's South by Southwest conference, which has gained a reputation as much for cutting-edge tech discussion as for bands, beers, and barbecue. Here's what Cuban said, quote, I am telling you the world's first trillionaires are going to come from somebody who masters AI and all its derivatives and applies them in ways we never thought of. Yet that doesn't necessarily make Cuban an unabashed fan. A few months later at New York's Aussie Fest, he confessed that he's a bit afraid of AI, that it scares him. But another billionaire, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, believes AI will change people's lives for the better and that critics are drumming up doomsday scenarios, as he calls them. So which do you believe? For his own part, Cuban sums up his thoughts this way machines are starting to think, and you either make them think for you or they will take your place and do the thinking for you. If that comes to pass, I wonder when podcast hosts are next. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. And as you check out our archive, connect with BAI on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. Be sure to tune in next week when a new podcast goes up. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at PAI. We'll see you soon. So long.